Hi everyone, it's Melissa Pemberton here, host of Mending Families, where we will talk all things parenting, trauma, and healing. Okay friends, I need your help with something. My heart is really to get the information about parenting from a different perspective, understanding how trauma can play into how we parent and how we can help our kids heal by using a connected parenting approach. I believe that this is so important for our future generations to understand and to experience as kids. And so I need your help getting the word out about my podcast. And there's three ways you can do that. The first way is that you can tell your friend about this podcast. If you just go into the podcast, open it up, there's a little share button. Click that button and share with all your friends, families, neighbors, sisters, cousins, everyone. The more people that you can tell about this podcast, the better. The second way to get the word out there is by giving me a review or a rating. That is another way that Apple Podcasts in particular will bump up how often my podcast will appear on people's possible listen to list. And the third way, is just word of mouth. If you subscribe, hit the subscribe button, every week when I drop a new episode, it will come right into your feed and you listen and you're gonna get good information because that is what I'm all about. And so when you listen to that good information, if you can just tell your people, maybe they don't have the ability to listen to podcasts. Well, guess what? It's all on my website. So you can direct them to my website, www.mendingfamilieswa.com and you will be able to listen to all my podcasts that I've ever dropped as well as get access to all of the show notes, which has so much important information as well. Do me a solid and help me get the word out about this podcast. Thank you so much. And I am so glad that you are here with me every week. On today's episode, I interview Hannah McLeod. She is a wife and a mama to two little boys. She lives in Spokane, Washington. She's a stay-at-home mom and she is a fitness coach. I spend the first part of the interview selfishly asking her a lot of questions about her fitness coaching because she's such an inspiration. I watch her on Instagram and she is just so amazing how she gets up and works out every day, even in the midst of everything she has going on, which you will hear about today in our interview. Okay, you guys, here we go. My interview with Hannah McLeod. Hello, Hannah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It is so nice to kind of meet you. I know we've not met in person, but I feel like I know you. Isn't that the weirdest thing about social media? It's crazy. It really is. I'm like, aren't we friends? Like, aren't we? No, (laughs) we are now. It's like you're now, but then once you you at least zoom and you're friends. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and I have like some of my friends and real life friends who follow you on Instagram. And I'm like, are are you guys actually friends too? Or is it like, anyway, it's just funny, like small world. It's a small world. It really is. So, um, well, I'm excited to have you here. I'm wondering though, if you could start out by just introducing yourself to our listeners. Yeah. Hi everyone. I'm Hannah McLeod. I live in Spokane, Washington. I have been married to my husband, Richard for almost 10 years and we have two little boys. Jack is three and a half and Peter is 10 months. And yeah, I stay at home with them. I'm a body partner on the side and just trying to do life well. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, and I actually want to start by having you talk about 
your, what is it called? The, your fitness coaching? I don't know. Tell me about that. I mean, they, they just changed it. So we were beach body coaches and okay. then just like a month ago, they're like, we're rebranding. So now we're body partners, which <gasps> oh. I really like better because a, a lot of people didn't like the name beach body. So they changed it to just body. Sure. Great. And then coaching, it makes you think that you have to have some type of like education or be a sure. personal partner when really all we're doing is we're partnering with them to use their tools yeah. and help other people do it too. So I've been doing that for about, well, over six years now. Oh my gosh. Um, started out, I know time flies. That's amazing. Fun. Yeah. So it started out where the place that I worked in corporate America, pre-kids, um, they had a gym in the basement and they had Insanity and T25 DVDs, which oh I didn't gosh. realize under the Beachbody umbrella. Oh, I didn't know and that. So, yeah. So oh. those are some of the like, original programs along with like P90X, which yes. most heard of. Yes. So yes. That's okay. Like, OG Beachbody, like back oh, in got the it, day. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Back when you had to actually buy DVDs. And yes. We, I think or, we have P90X somewhere in our house. The DVDs. Right, those will have them like burned off. Yeah. Of, like, but that's fine. <laughs> So I would do those with one of my coworkers if I wanted a good workout. Sure. Um, otherwise I would just like watch or watch Netflix while walking on the elliptical or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I did T25 because insanity. I was like, I, I watch you do this. I'm not doing that. But I would do T25, yeah. loved it, whatever. There was a bunch of different things where it came at me from a bunch of people doing it, loving it. And so I eventually jumped in when I was like, okay, we want to start trying to have a family. I could use like a few more healthy things. Sure. Um, yeah. So this good. It, yeah. Right. So gave it a try. It blew my expectations out of the water. And so then I've just kind of been doing it ever since with those little things along the way of like, Oh, I'm just going to have this as a side hobby. Sure. And then, you know, help to change some people's like mindsets on just like life. And I was like, Oh, this -hmm. can be more. And then the paycheck started going up and I was like, Oh, this can actually like help my family and be more that thing. Yeah little things, always trying to do it authentically. Cause you know, we've all experienced the people doing network marketing, yep. not the best way <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want that to be me. Yeah. So always trying to do it. And it's constantly changing even now, like, what does that look like? And so still just trying to do it in a way that is authentic to me, who I am, what I believe in, and then training my team to do the same thing. So we don't become those people that everyone's yeah. like, you, but like yeah. what you're doing is awesome. And I just want to encourage others and have like people who get my heart. And it's been a wild ride, but it's been probably the one, one of the best decisions. The best. Yeah. Can you tell me about kind of what it, what it is? Cause I watch you on Instagram. I'm like, are you kidding me? She's, she's what working out again, every single day when you have, All the time. which we're going to get into everything you have going on right now. But I'm like, what I have, what I feel like what excuse do I have when Hannah is over there? <laughs> anyway, I mean, so, so that's part of it. So it's like, about it. we love it's now you get access to all of them online. It's kind of like the Netflix of fitness. Okay. Um, we just have access to a bunch of programs and classes or whatever, but all of them have a calendar for you to follow. That was huge for me because I used to, you know, look up random things on YouTube. And I mean, working out is great if you can actually be consistent with it. And that's the whole point of this is you know, if you do it, it's going to actually work. You know, yeah. like that's the battle is you're, if you're making it up yourself, you're like, am I actually doing anything? I don't know. So I leave it to the professionals mm-hmm. doing the 30 minute videos. Cause after 30 minutes, I'm like, I'm done. So I do 30 minute videos, leave okay. it to the professionals with a calendar that says, 
push play on this. Like this morning was cardio. I hate cardio. Do not yeah. ask me to go on a run with you. Don't really. Oh, that's unfortunate. I'll just, you know, not do that then. <laughs> um, unless it's in like a beautiful woodsy thing or on the beach, then I will. But okay. It, okay. Yeah. So give <laughs> me the right, but just a regular <laughs> one. Thank you. Cardio is hardio in my book. So, but today it was cardio. I would not choose to do that on my own, sure, but the, sure. the calendar said it's cardio day. And I said, okay, let's do this. And I yeah. just do it. Um, so it kind of takes the guesswork out of it. And then there's also the nutrition tools, basic supplementation, not to do anything crazy, but just to feel our best. Yeah. And then I have a Facebook group It's called my encouragement community. Cause encouragement is like the central thing of what I do. I named yeah. my, the encourage tribe, like yeah, my jam. And so we all just check in there each day, cheer each other on. It's not meant to be a bunch of social media time because none of us need more social media in our lives. Mm -hmm. But then with that, I do post to social media for kind of two reasons. One is accountability for me because I know people are watching. And if I were, I sure am, (laughs) if I didn't post my workouts for a while, people would ask, like, Melissa would say, Hannah, why aren't you working out at 538? (laughs) Exactly. And then two, (laughs) to show people what's possible. Yeah. Um, every season of life. Cause like I said, I've been doing this for six years mm-hmm. and the only time I've ever not done it was the postpartum times. The first time I had to wait 11 weeks cause I had more complications. This last time it was five and a half weeks. Um, so obviously I, <laughs> I did what you need to do to let my body heal. But other than that, yeah. through, you know, miscarriages through pregnancy, mm-hmm. postpartum mm-hmm. loss, like through it all, the whole point is not to do it because I should, because I have to, because there's some burden of, mm-hmm. you know, shame if I don't work out, but because I know that I feel better. My day is better if I move my body and do these things. Yeah. So that's kind of all that it really comes down to is hooking my friends up with these tools. Cause then I know they work. Yeah. Obviously I do get paid to hook people up yeah. with them. Like, shy about that. It's yes. like a kickback. Um, totally. So it is that just consistency thing. I know this is a thing that people can keep up with because there's so much content now on there that you never get bored. Cause I get bored so easily. Like back in the day of T25, part of the problem was I did Doing the same thing. Yeah. And I was like, I could like repeat everything that he said. So yeah. So now I just constantly do different programs. And so I never get bored. So, okay. I That's it. awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So before we get into like why you're actually here. Um, <laughs> so if people are like hearing you talk about this and they're like, okay, I want to check that out. Like wh- where do they go? What do they do? Um, they talk to me on Instagram. Okay. If, That's I mean, easy. I know if you want to support me, make sure that yeah. I'm the one that we talk about what you want. I create your cart for you. I send it over. You fill out the shipping and billing information and all that, but I get the kickback. And two, I'm going to make sure that you get the best deal because online, it doesn't always like tell you the best deals. I have a code for $20. Sure, off. Of course you like do. That. So <laughs> of course I do. Okay, so I will link your Instagram in our show notes then. So if people Perfect. are listening and are like, that's, I need to try that. They can find you. Or if they just want to say hi on anything. Yeah. Or if they just want to be, once they hear your story, they might want to just follow you just to follow you because you're so inspiring. So, and when people message me and say, I know this is so random. Those messages are my favorite. I love random messages. Like I know people send off or feel awkward sending them. No, I love them. So encouraging. Give me all the random messages. I love it. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. Well, you have had, again, I am just 
actually meeting you, but based on <laughs> me following you on Instagram, you've had a rough few years. It's been a lot. And yeah. And so as much as you want to share, as little as you want to share, it's your story, but um, I would love for you to kind of tell as much as you're comfortable with, with our listeners, kind of what, what's been going on. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm an open book, so I'm going to okay. try to get condensed because I will literally, I will say everything. You um, do you. <laughs> I Because the thing yeah. that I've realized, part of what I do with Beachbody Body is sharing my story mm-hmm. authentically. Mm-hmm. The first time that I opened up about, I don't even remember what the first thing was, but you know, about something small that to me was like a big deal that I was sharing mm-hmm. it online. I was met with so much support and love mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, I did not expect that. So the next time I had something else to share, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Hit send yeah. more support and love. So I have realized that the more open and honest that I can be, I'm going to be met with so much support, mm-hmm. so much love. And I can also help people. So like the first real big one was back in 2000. Mm, I should have 18, I think, um, is when we had our first miscarriage. Okay. And it was one of those things where we got pregnant. We were so excited. We had been trying for about six months and we were just so stoked. Like, you know, the whole point of me starting this whole body thing was we were going to start trying. I wanted to be healthy and all this. And it wasn't until I went in for that eight week ultrasound, Mm. not thinking that anything could be wrong because actually rewind a little bit. Um, I had to go in for an early ultrasound mm-hmm. and at like six and a half weeks to see how far along I was. Cause my period was all messed up. And so they're like, okay, you're six and a half weeks. The heartbeat's a little off, but you know, it's still early. We don't normally check this soon. So we'll just check at the eight okay, weeks. Sir. It's probably okay. fine. So the two options in my head for that week and a half were a, it just wasn't developed enough. It's everything's gonna be fine. Or B my kid is going to have to have like some heart surgery. Yeah. And Cause it's a weird thing. Never did I even entertain the idea yeah. of miscarriage because I was like, that's, that doesn't happen to me. Yeah. So when we went in and they said, sorry, there's no heartbeat. The baby looks like you lost it about a week ago. Oh. It was the most, I think that was probably the worst day of my life. Yeah. Um, just because it was the first really hard thing that I had been to. I was on like a mountaintop and it was suddenly just crash. Mm. It was the first time I'd ever felt numb. I didn't know Mm. how it was going to go on. My husband had to go back to work. And I actually had to go, I had to go into work after like three hours, um, for meeting with the CEO that had nothing to do with anything. So I had just three hours of sitting on the couch, just not even crying, just like hyperventilating and not knowing what to do with myself. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was like the first thing that I really had to get through. And for mm-hmm. me, um, I, you will find us out very quickly on my Instagram. I'm a person of faith mm-hmm. um, and it's always been a part of my life, but this was the first time that I had to actually look at it and be like, do I believe what I've always said yeah. that I believe it's always kind of coming. And I was like, do I still think that God is good? And I was yeah. like, I do. God, you've got to show up big time right now. And he did. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. And so you know, I eventually did share that I'd miscarried on Instagram, not right away, just because mm-hmm. out of respect to my husband, he wasn't ready for that to be public knowledge. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like immediately, but eventually mm-hmm. I did share that and opened up. And since then, like I have been a go-to person for some of my friends who have either miscarried 
or they're really early in pregnancy and they're scared and they're like, mm-hmm. I know I can trust you with this either way that it goes. So that's been really cool to like yeah. that for, for friends and just be able to relate. And there's nothing really you can say to make someone feel better other than like, I, I know what you feel. Yeah. Um, so that was the first big thing. Luckily we were able to get pregnant pretty fast after the miscarriage. Um, and that one stuck. So that's our son, mm-hmm. Jack, who's three okay. and a half now. Um, we miscarried two more times after him. Both of them were easier to deal with simply because as soon as we found out we were pregnant, we knew that miscarriage was an option, a very real option for us. And so, um, got through those and then found out I was pregnant with Peter. And Mm then, uh, three days later, my mom passed away, which was not a, we knew that was coming. Okay. Um, so okay. A joy that I got to tell her a few days before she, she went to be with Jesus. She had an eight year battle with cancer Oh, geez. Um, for the most part, did great, had a great quality of life, um, was trying to do everything. But in the last two years, things started to go the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And then the last three months or so it was bad. It was to the oh. point where all of us were like, you need to go. This is not, th- this is not good. Um, yeah. So we were able to go back to Portland. That's where I'm from. Okay. Um, to say goodbye two weeks beforehand. And that was just that confirmation. So actually her passing, I don't really consider that to be as hard of a thing. It was kind of, we were able to grieve every little step that we yeah. lost her. Yeah. Um, and so that her sense. Being, yeah. being gone was actually a happy thing because we were like, you're no longer in pain, Suffering. Um, mm-hmm. all of that. So that was definitely part of my story, but a lot of people were like, you lost your mom. And I was like, yeah, but that moment wasn't actually like the hardest thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was October, a year and a half ago. So October, 2021. Okay. Um, Peter was born in June of last year. And then when he was five months old, he was diagnosed with a malignant rhabdoid tumor. Um, which is a super rare, super aggressive cancer that it was initially misdiagnosed as a, um, dermoid cyst. So it was, it started as a little bump and then grew to be like a massive bump because they had told us that a dermoid cyst will continue to grow until you get it taken care of. It it had grown far past what dermoid cysts ever do, but we didn't know that. We're just like, still growing, but they said it Mm -hmm. would. And so when we finally got in to see a dermatologist and they were like, that, that is, is not what this not is. Um, it was within a week that we got um, the diagnosis. There is 20 to 25 cases a year in the U.S. And oh then gosh. we never actually got a prognosis, but Google told us <laughs> that he had an 8% chance of living. So um, what does Google know? <laughs> what does Google know? <laughs> I think they didn't actually tell, like the one thing that she said was, we will do our best to make sure he's one of the ones who makes it. Yeah. So like looking back, I'm like, you, you knew you did not have high hopes for this. Yeah. Um, so we did two rounds of chemo. We blasted the internet asking everyone to pray. Yeah. And we saw it visibly shrink. We went in for surgery in January where they removed his entire temporalis muscle, mm-hmm. but Um, the surgeon visibly said he could not see any cancer left and pathology could not find any cancer on there. Um, and so So it was just the tumor. It, I mean, it was gone. Cancer was gone. They didn't even see the tumor anymore. It was just, they, yeah, gone. nothing. 
they were like, we, we don't know. Like he didn't see it. He just took out the muscle just to be safe. Yeah. Because it's soup. Okay. So it's just, we're now in this weird, crazy, like what is happening? Yes. I think chemo helped. I think God performed a miracle. Like mm-hmm. that, there's no All other the things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, thank you to modern medicine and prayer, the combo of those two. So now we're still doing chemo. Um, we felt like it was the smartest choice to do whatever the doctors suggested. Mm -hmm. And they suggested the protocol that they had laid out in the first place. So, um, through September or October, we're doing chemo and just trying to navigate that, make sure that he does not get too sick, have other side effects. Um, and so, yeah, that's, and now we're trying to figure out if radiation is going to be at the end, like that's our decision now where they still say, yeah. We suggest it, but honestly, there's like no data to really support it because it's so rare and there is literally no one who's ever had it exactly where he had it and then had it go away. Like this just an unprecedented thing. So we're just trying to take it one day at a time. And that's really been our motto since the diagnosis, because the first few days we went down the rabbit trail of what if, what if, what if this, what if that, and it was the most overwhelming, depressing, mm-hmm. scary thing. And we're like, we can't, we can't live like this. Like this is mm-hmm. not, we, we just can't. And so now we've just said one day at a time, one day at a time. That's all we're going to do. Of course we have to make some decisions ahead of time, but for the most part, we're just making decisions as they need to happen. So yeah, one day at a time. And then every morning I wake up and I ask God for strength to get through the day, because even just having a toddler and a newborn, if you yeah. have or have ever had that, you know, that alone, you need strength for the day. Yeah. Um, but then to just be walking through chemo and cancer and all of that is just another added layer of complication, yeah. but also a layer of perspective. Mm-hmm. This has been a season of the most growth I have mm-hmm. ever had in my own, just in my own life. Yourself, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have so much perspective. Um, you know, obviously a lot of it comes from faith, but a lot of it is also just, okay, what are the daily things that I need to do? Work out, lean into my team, mm-hmm. read more, be on social media less. Mm-hmm. I don't really watch TV anymore because I was finding it was a way that I was getting distracted with no good, dis- like nothing good yeah. at least on social media. I don't scroll. My rule for myself is if I'm on there, I have to be connecting with people. I have to be complimenting. I have to be asking questions, yeah. trying to be friends with people and not yeah. just be on there as a distraction. Yeah. Um, so doing that, like I'm trying to really zero in on this is my life, but it's good. Let's cherish this moment. Even if it's a hard day. Um, yeah, because I don't want to get a year down the road and be like, wow, I just wasted that last year. Like, yeah. this is this is it. And if he's still here in a year, which at this point, I'm pretty sure he will be. But at Christmas last year, we were pretty sure Didn't he wasn't going to be. Yeah. We, had, we were like, this will probably be his only Christmas. And so we need oh. to cherish this time, yeah. even if it's hard. Like, this is it. So mm-hmm. that's how I'm like getting through and living every day. I'm just going to jump in really quick and take a break from our episode to tell you about some of the services that I have to offer at Mending Families. I love to come alongside families and help them find healing and growth. 
And so if you are in a place where you're feeling frustrated, you are constantly anxious about parenting and am I doing this right? And maybe even just feeling like you're pulling your hair out because your kids don't seem to want to listen ever. Reach out to me. I love to come alongside families and help them with these very issues. So check me out at www.mendingfamilieswa.com and you can find all of my services, resources, everything that I have to offer right there on my website. Also, feel free to reach out to me. You can DM me on Instagram or shoot me an email, melissa at mendingfamilieswa.com and I would be happy to see if I can help. All right, back to our episode. He's still getting chemo. Is that weekly? Um, he has three different cycles that he goes okay. through and each one's different. So like one, it's an overnight and then Monday, Monday, and then another one is four really long, hard days. That's what we just oh. got off. But then yeah. a two week break. Yeah. He's like a break. Yay. <laughs> and then the other one is five days and then one day, but it's like every day. So it okay. kind of depends. And then the On way the- he works, which I didn't know this is like, there's the week of actual chemo. And then the week after is the week that you really get sick yeah. and your counts get low. Your immune system is shot. So that's this week for us. So yeah. kind of in a bubble, like we didn't get to go to church for Easter because that's too many people, yep. Um, yep. too much exposure. So it's just mm-hmm. like a weird thing. And then, and then one week where he's pretty good, where his immune system is back. And that's the week we try to shove all of our, do all like, the things yeah. with people and like go places yeah. and do things. <laughs> but not too much because we don't want to like fire ourselves out. And, yeah. 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 So yeah. Okay. Um, so kind of going back to your mom passing, mm-hmm. it's fairly new year and a half. Yeah. Um, are you finding that like there's moments where it is harder? You think about her, like maybe even when you have stuff going on with Peter and it's like, I wish my mom was here. What is, <laughs> what is that like for you? Um, so in our family, we call those grief bursts Okay. Um, because sometimes the tears will come and we don't hold them back. Okay. My sister, my dad, mm-hmm. um, and my dad did end up moving here, um, okay. three months after she passed away. Cause they had always kind of planned to move here, but then when everything was going the wrong way, they're like, well, we have our community and our doctors here. So he's like, that was always the plan. So he now lives less than a mile away, which has been the biggest so blessing nice. and today's actually his birthday so um yeah so he'll come over for dinner and that's amazing not to mention just having him here but then also with all this like he's yep. a great babysitter and mm-hmm. like the best grandpa in the world so um but you know of course he also has these grief bursts and it's a good way for us to name it and say like oh I had a big grief burst this morning or whatever because then we know it's not like I'm depressed about mom it's just like I had a moment and yeah. I needed to cry and let it out. And we're all like, that's yeah. good. That is a good thing. And I actually had one two nights ago mm-hmm. as I was trying to go to bed. Just the the memory of saying goodbye to her came up and mm-hmm. seeing her that way. And I don't try to shove those things out. I, I let myself feel the feels yeah. and, and then I just kind of move on. And then, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the one time that I will guarantee to have one is anytime Jack asked me to read um, I love you forever. That oh, book. Yes. I mean, I would probably cry. I think I do cry all the time. Cause that was the book my mom would read to me when I was a kid anyway. Oh, when I said goodbye to her, um, like one of the last things I said to her was 
the last yeah, line. Mm-hmm. Um, I will for sure have those moments of missing her. And we, of course, wishing she was here mm-hmm. to help, to see how I'm dealing with it all. Mm-hmm. I know she'd be really proud of me. She always told me how proud of me she was. And so like, mm-hmm. I have no, no question and no doubt about that. They were able to see me be a mom for over a year. Yeah. And so actually two years, they were, she was able to see me be a mom for two years. So it wasn't this whole, like, she mm-hmm. never got to see this. Like, yeah, she never got to meet Peter and mm-hmm. see me be a mom or do this scenario, but she got to see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And she got to, you know, walk me through the initial, like, <laughs> what am I doing as yeah. a mom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah. I, I love how you talk about the grief bursts because I think that is something that maybe it's society, maybe it's, you know, faith community. I don't know. There's just something that sometimes makes us feel like we have to hide that part that we, you know, have to like be strong and courageous. And I think it's okay for us to have those moments. In fact, I know it's okay for us to have those moments where we, we just have to cry and be sad. And even if it's a whole day, like don't hold it back, just keep moving through. Right. So I love that. That's what you call it. Cause that's, it's the perfect picture for it. And I think one thing about just society as a whole and the way that people use social media these days is we tend to show the high highs and the low lows and that's Mm -hmm. it. You know, most people, and this was the way that I was before Mm -hmm. the whole beach body, body thing, which is part of the reason I love it. It helps me live in the middle. I'm actually Mm -hmm. to post about this yesterday. It helps me live in those middle spaces of like, Hey, I'm having a hard day as a mom, or I had a mom fail today, or this happened Mm -hmm. or that happened or whatever. And it doesn't have to be this highest of high shout out or this lowest of low Mm -hmm. thing, because when people are only showing those things, then if they, show any type of grief, people assume like it is the world ending when lots of times are like, no, I don't actually want that much attention. Like, I don't want you to think that it's something crazy or that I need serious help. I just want you to know that I'm having a hard day day. or even a hard hour. Cause Mm -hmm. I mean, motherhood, (laughs) like hour to hour is the whole roller coaster. So it's like being able to live in the in-between and not have to be so extreme, whether it's on social media or with our friends or whatever, it's letting them in on the roller roller coaster. coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so you're faced with, um, having to, you, Peter needs so much of your time, attention, energy that then there's Jack and being able to balance, like making sure he's also getting your time, (laughs) attention, energy, yeah. So tell me about that. How do you balance that? Or do with you? <laughs> with a whole lot of struggle, my goodness. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, a lot of it is with help from other people. Yeah. Um, Because I feel like my capacity to be patient with Jack, to not to love him, but to play with him and do that, mm-hmm. that is actually the thing that is the lowest mm-hmm. um, and that I have the hardest time with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so making sure that he does have play dates when he's able to, you know, my dad is great at coming over, mm-hmm. but lots of times my friends will be the ones who watch him if my dad can't and making sure that I'm at least at first going to the friends that are his best friends yeah, um, so that he feels like he's just getting play dates. So yeah. if I don't have the opportunity or the capacity to play with him, at least he's getting, you know, played with elsewhere. Yeah. And then the connection piece, 
the That's connection what I hear you piece. saying. Yeah. 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 He's in the age. He just wants to play with you all yeah. day, all day. Yep. Um, but then also taking advantage of little moments. So like one thing that I shifted, I don't even know how long ago, but it's huge is the first thing that I do when I see him, when I wake up is I get as excited as I possibly can to mm-hmm. see him. I can just see it fill his cup from the moment he wakes up and he knows, like, even if I can't pour as much into him, he knows like mom's here. She loves me. Yes. Yeah. Like she's excited to see me. Um, and he then responds with so much excitement and love and like gusto for the day where I'm like, okay, I did my very first thing. Cause I can always do that no matter. Yeah. What. Yeah. Um, and it puts a deposit in his love bucket, you know? So yeah. even if I can't put as many at other times, um, He's starting the day off with that. Starting the day out well. Mm-hmm. And then trying to do think, try to do activities with him, whether mm-hmm. that's, you know, painting, which we don't do very often, but we did yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> or going on a walk with him or um, reading a book, letting him work out with me. I try to bring him into things with Peter if I can. Yeah. Like if he's crying, I'm like, Jack, we got to go save Peter. And so I'll yeah. like want to open the door and turn on the light. Yeah. And I have this little... um like step stool ladder thing that's usually for kitchens that's next to Peter's uh, crib so that he can go in and stand there. And while I'm doing stuff, he can also be like making faces at him. And mm-hmm. I try to get him involved. So it doesn't feel like mom and Peter. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. all in this together. I remind him that he's a good big brother and helpful. Mm-hmm. And I remind him how much Peter loves him because Peter loves watching. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, yeah, just trying to do those little things. And then, understanding that there are times that I can't where I need to just put on a show for him. Cause honestly he could like, <laughs> he is happy anytime that he is watching a show, especially show. Pop mm-hmm. Roll, Mickey mouse or PJ mask. Oh and yeah. Those are the best. They, they truly are. So, you know, using those as tools, yeah. in my tool belt, um, but using them and making him feel like, Oh, this is a special thing that mom is like giving me. It's like a gift almost so that it doesn't feel like, Oh, I can't deal with you put on the TV. It's like, Oh, Jack, we, yeah, mm-hmm. you get to do or use it as a you have been playing so well today. Do you want to watch some TV? And then he goes, yeah. oh. and so you know, using that as a tool. Well, for me, I'm like, yeah. for him, he's like, yeah. I I actually love that you are talking so positively about letting him watch TV because I think that sometimes that you know it's the opposite side where. Oh my gosh, too much screen. Can you believe, you know, and I just think sometimes it's okay. It is okay sometimes to do that and to let our kids watch a show so that we can have a minute because the reality is if you didn't do that, then what is he getting? He's not getting the best of you, right? So getting a distracted version. Yeah. 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 Um, so what do you feel like in the last six to eight years, I'm trying to think of like your timeframe of all the things that you have (laughs) gone through. Um, what have you learned about yourself? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is that my faith is real is the Mm -hmm. first thing that I realized is that I believe it truly Mm -hmm. to my core and that it surrounds everything that I do. Mm -hmm. I learned that I can do hard things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think motherhood in and of itself taught me that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's just been the building blocks of like, oh yeah, I can do hard things. I can do hard things and just like keep going. I've learned about myself that I can be a leader 
and that my voice matters. Mm. Um, I was really, really shy in high school and college, you know, brought me out of my shell as, as did cheerleading and all of that. Um, but I still didn't feel like people necessarily wanted to hear the things that I had to say, mm. especially since they do come from a faith, you know, yeah. background. And it's not, it's not me judging anyone, but I have beliefs. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. but I'm like, I don't want anyone to ever feel like I'm judging them or whatever. Why would anyone want to hear what I have to say? And so with everything I've gone through, it's just given me a voice to say the things that I've always thought. And then Instagram has just been the platform yeah. to do it. Um, so especially with everything with Peter, it's not yeah. like this is new stuff to me, but I'm like, oh, people actually do want to hear and are willing yeah. to listen now. So it's just made me be more bold with saying the things that I think, especially um, the things that I think are helpful. We all go through hard, hard things. Stuff. We all yeah. have hard stuff right now. Yep. And if we don't have something particularly hard in this moment, we have a really close friend who does. Yeah. Who that, we're carrying that burden with them. So there's always hard things. Yeah. I feel like what I am sensing from you is that you have found like your true authentic self, that you yeah. are just being true to who you are and finally realizing like, that's okay. And it is like, you are who you are and you're not going to apologize for it. I'm, I'm not going to apologize and I'm not going to change it. And I think the other thing with figuring out who I am is figuring out the things that actually help me be who I am. Things like not watching TV. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, my husband and I will watch a show, but honestly, not really. Like I just don't watch TV anymore, even though that's a thing where no one's going to judge me yeah. if I watch TV, watching lots of TV is a very normal thing, but I have learned just because you. everyone mm -hmm. else is doing it, does that mean I need to do it? No. And yeah. so like learning what those little things are. And, you know, one of them is waking up early. I've mm -hmm. never been a morning person until I turned myself into one in 2020. Um, <laughs> but like those things, just realizing like, just because everyone else goes this way, it's okay if yeah. I go this way totally. um, with my actions and not just like my thoughts and beliefs, but actually like, yeah, behind it. So it's yeah, being authentic with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've you've talked a little bit about it, but like as you've gone through some of these harder things, what are some of the tools and resources that you've tapped into to like make sure that you are staying as healthy as you can be and um, be true to yourself? Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> one of the biggest ones is body, beach body, because yeah. yeah. that has been fitness, nutrition taking care of myself, but also the community that yeah. I've built around that, um, checking in, you know, like with my team, it's also something that it is for myself, you know, the entrepreneurial side of it, the creative side of it. I love, mm -hmm. I was a business major. And so that's okay. also how my brain works is I yeah. love the business side of it and helping my team with that, who aren't quite as business savvy yeah. and um, all of that has given me something else to focus on. Mm -hmm. um, that's outside of motherhood, outside of the hard. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's been big. I mean, personal development, whether that's books, podcasts, music, I play worship music often yeah. all the time, pretty much in our house. And then like when I'm feeding Peter in the middle of the night, uh, making sure that I am not on my phone, but I'm either listening to music or listening to a podcast. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's faith-based, sometimes it's business-based. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Recently, I'm doing more like parenting and marriage ones Mm -hmm. because a big part of this is also making sure that my marriage is as Mm -hmm. strong as it can be. Pouring into my husband as much as I can mm-hmm. has also been a huge tool and resource because, you know, he's my bestie and yeah. we're in this together. And then another one that's been helpful is when I'm saying like read books, reading books that are actually challenging to me and helping me grow as a person. As a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of or two of my favorites that I had read before, but I just reread and will probably reread them every year, if not more. One is called She Works His Way. Okay. And it's for um, women of faith who also work any type of job. Honestly, I think even as moms, we could take totally. some away from it. But especially yeah. if you do anything for any type of income, it is an incredible book. Um, so she works his way. And then The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Oh my gosh, I love that book. Mark Homer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I read it again. And it was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so something with rereading those that I... Yeah. Was like, okay. Light bulb moment. I just want to read books, even if I've read them before that are going to challenge me that I know are good. And if I have not yet mastered the things in them, I should probably read them again. Right. Instead of like being this personal development junkie who only consumes and reads stuff and thinks, Oh, that's really good. And maybe highlights them, but has never changed. Do it. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Um, Cause that helps no one. I think that mm. actually makes you more stagnant because you're more frustrated with yourself that you're like, I know that I should do these things, but I'm not doing, doing them. it. So I'm like doing that stuff, trying yeah. to like consume stuff, but then actually make it change my life, making little changes. Yeah. Um, because what I've also realized is when you make a little change, it might seem hard at first, but you get better at it. And then eventually it becomes a habit. Yeah. You can move on to another little change. Like, so for me, working out each day is no longer even yeah. You just yeah, do like, it. I just do it. I mm-hmm. don't even have to think about it. Even if, you know, I'm staying the night at the hospital. Yeah. I find a way to do it because it's just part of my day. Like I don't even yeah. consider anything else. And so things like that, like one thing that is so taxing for one person is no longer taxing for me because yeah. it's happened. So I'm it's trying like to the idea of routine and predictability that mm-hmm. we talk about, like providing to our kids. We need that just as much. We do. You really do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what you're doing is providing that for yourself. Okay. Well, we are coming to an end because we have to, not because I want to, but I do have, (laughs) I feel like I could just talk to you all day and maybe we just need to get together for coffee and make that happen. Um, (laughs) no, not coffee. Let's get together for an energy drink. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, either way, coffee. Okay. Um, but I do have two questions, two more questions before we wrap our time up. Um, so the first is what do you wish more people would think about when it comes to, um, you know, what they don't see behind closed doors, like the hard stuff that we are going through as maybe just as parents, like the hard, hard that comes with parents, but then, you know, also everything that you have been going through, like, what do you wish more people would think about from the outside, um, looking in? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is that it's okay to ask. Yeah. I think a lot of people, um, are scared to ask. And then with that, it's okay. If you don't have the right answer, Mm. the best thing that you can do for someone. And I actually learned this walking through another friend who had a lot of trauma, Mm -hmm. um, is not try to fix things, but be a listening ear and just be someone who is there, who she knows isn't going anywhere. 
and she can say the hard things and I don't have to try to have an answer. And so for everyone else looking in, just ask how people are doing, check in Mm -hmm. and know that it's not your job to have an answer. It's not your job Mm -hmm. to have a fix. Mm -hmm. It's your job. If you so choose to just be there Mm -hmm. and be a friend, be a listening ear. And sometimes that's like the best thing for people. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So what would be three resources that you would recommend to families who are maybe going through some hard stuff or maybe starting their own healing journey or realizing like, we're not in a good space. What do we do? Like, what would be three things you would recommend? I mean, I think the very first one would be to find a church. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's going to be yeah. my resource number one. Sure. Because, yeah. So, you know, to me, I think faith is so important and yep. So I would say find a local Bible believing church mm-hmm. <laughs> and plug in there. So that would be resource number one. Resource number two is find a podcast that speaks mm-hmm. to your soul. So okay. I don't necessarily have one to recommend because I think the ones I love, they're more, they really are geared towards me. Although okay. one that I do really like that could be for more people is intentional parents. It's okay. one I hadn't heard of before, but it's, it is faith-based, but it talks about marriage and parenting. And so for me, that's kind of more of an outside one that I'm like, I have been so focused on loss and all of this, that this is just yeah. great because they just chat about the real stuff that I still have to go through. I still yeah. have to marriage and parenting on top of all this. And number three, I would say, find your people yeah, um, and reach out to them. Yeah. It's not to be a lot of people Mm -hmm. find your people who get like what you're going through. Maybe they've gone through the same thing. Maybe they're just an encouraging person Mm -hmm. Um, and lean on them, talk to them, Um, be open. And people are so scared to be vulnerable, but being vulnerable is a strength not a weakness. Yeah. Great. Yay. Thank you. I love those because it's, you know, they're doable. Those are three things that any of us can do. And, um, I'm also a big fan of podcasts. So I'm like, yeah, I can pop in my earbud while I'm cooking dinner and like finish an episode, especially because I listen to mine on like one and a half speed. (laughs) So (laughs) I know it like makes it go by so much quicker anyway. (laughs) My life is so there you go. There you go. There's my tip for you. (laughs) Anyway, well, I really appreciate you sharing your heart and your story with us. I think that you're an inspiration for real and, but you're an inspiration. I just am always daily in awe about how you stay so grounded and consistent and stick to even your workout routines every, which sounds like so silly to say, but I'm like, I don't think I could even do that. So you are an inspiration to me to like, get my button gear and like do something. So something. doesn't have to be something. Crazy, I, just something. No, just go walk or something anyway. So thank you. You're so welcome. I appreciate, I appreciate you and you spending your time here with me. So yeah, this was a joy. This was so Yay, fun. I'm so glad. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully you get a little quiet time before nap time is over. Yeah, we'll see. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We do what we can. Do we yeah. Do? yeah. We just smile. Yeah. There you have it, you guys. My interview with my friend Hannah McLeod, and I feel like I can call her my friend now because she just was so easy to talk to. And honestly, you guys, the time flew by. Before I knew it, we were way past our time. 
and it felt like I was just talking to an old friend. And so I hope that you felt that. I hope that you got her genuineness and her desire to just share her story so that other people can feel inspired and encouraged. Um, and yeah, just be able to see that sometimes life is hard and we're in this together. I am going to put everything in the show notes that we talked about today from her beach body information to how to find her on Instagram, all the things. So go check out the show notes at www.mendingfamilieswa.com and click on the podcast tab at the top of the page. Okay, you guys, I will see you all next week for another Mondays with Melissa, where I will be chatting about some of the things that Hannah and I talked about today. See you then. I'm so excited that you found this podcast, and I hope you join me every week as you go through your own journey towards healing. One thing I truly believe in is that trauma awareness is so important to our future generations, and it starts with you.